In today's Vet Girl podcast, we review a study published out of North Carolina State University and University of Georgia on the use of positive pressure ventilation, or what we'll call PPV from now on, in dogs and cats with congestive heart failure. This was published by Edwards and all in Journal of Veterinary Emergency Critical Care in 2014. Now, PPV, or mechanical ventilation, is a potentially life-saving therapeutic that can be used for patients with severe hypoxemia that fail to respond to oxygen therapy and medical management. Traditionally, the use of positive pressure ventilation is limited to what we call the 50-50 rule. In other words, when the partial pressure of dissolved oxygen, or PaO2, is less than 50 millimeters of mercury, despite oxygen therapy, and the partial pressure of carbon dioxide, or PaCO2, is greater than 50 millimeters of mercury. While positive pressure ventilation can be a successful concurrent treatment modality for hypoxemia, It can be quite costly, labor-intensive, and fraught with potential complications like barotrauma or ventilator-associated pneumonia. Multiple retrospective studies have been conducted to evaluate the overall outcome and prognosis. So in this Vet Girl podcast, we review the outcome of the use of positive pressure ventilation in dogs and cats with congestive heart failure. Severe clinical signs associated with acute fulminant congestive heart failure can sometimes necessitate PPV to stabilize oxygenation and ventilation when medical management, including diuretics, oxygen therapy, and cardiovascular supportive medications fail. The benefit of PPV in congestive heart failure patients is that it allows for alveolar recruitment, improves pulmonary gas exchange, minimizes patient distress of severe dyspnea, reduces cardiac afterload, among other benefits. In human medicine, PPV with or without endotracheal intubation aids in treatment of moderate to severe congestive heart failure. However, this specific treatment for congestive heart failure has not been evaluated in veterinary patients. So Edwards and all conducted a retrospective study evaluating 16 patients, 10 dogs, and 6 cats, that were clinically and radiographically determined to have congestive heart failure. Echocardiographic evidence and necropsy were also used to support the diagnosis in this study. Exclusion criteria included patients with non-cardiogenic pulmonary edema, non-cardiogenic contributors to impaired ventilation, like primary pulmonary disease, or lack of intent to treat. In other words, cases that were ventilated to obtain only diagnostics prior to euthanasia. In the six cats that were evaluated in the study, the most common etiology was hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, while in the 10 dogs, the most common etiology was chronic valvular heart disease. Now, the decision to ventilate these patients was based on the severity of clinical signs and the derangement of blood gas-derived parameters of oxygenation and ventilation. Overall, this study found that 11 patients, or 69%, survived to extubation, with only 10 surviving to discharge. That's 62.5% which is still pretty good. Six dogs, or 60%, and four cats, or 66%, survived. The median survival after discharge was 60 days, with a range of 45 to 1,151 days. What was found to reduce survival in congestive heart failure patients treated with positive pressure ventilation was multifactorial. What they found was that azotemic patients with a serum creatinine greater than 1.4 mg per deciliter those that developed oliguria or anuria, those that had pentobarbital in their anesthetic protocol, 
or those that were ventilated prior to 2005 had a reduced survival. Overall, this was a great study despite its small numbers and retrospective nature. That said, caution must be taken drawing too many conclusions with these limitations. This study does show that the use of positive pressure ventilation can be considered for treatment in patients with congestive heart failure. Not surprising, patients with underlying renal compromise have a poor prognosis. Remember, kidneys plus heart disease equals between a rock and a hard place. That said, the outcome for positive pressure ventilation in this study was much higher than previously reported in other studies. This study does demonstrate that positive pressure ventilation for congestive heart failure can be reasonably successful at enabling both dogs and cats to recover from congestive heart failure and survive to discharge from the hospital. The study also found that the improved survival for cases after 2005 appears directly related to penobarbital use, as this was not used in the more recent anesthetic protocols. Personally, I think it's because the quality of emergency and critical care has improved too. Positive pressure ventilation complications did occur with high frequency and were quite variable in nature, ranging from pneumonia, oliguria, anuria, fever, cardiac arrhythmias, and more. But with the exception of oligurin and urea, these overall complications did not appear to affect outcome. Survival to discharge rate for positive pressure ventilation as treatment for congestive heart failure in this study was higher than that reported in prior veterinary studies evaluating positive pressure ventilation for treatment of non-cardiogenic disorders like pulmonary disease, such as pulmonary contusions, or neurologic disease. Overall, what can we take from this Vetgirl podcast? This study helps document the utility of positive pressure ventilation as a successful treatment modality for acute severe clinical signs of congestive heart failure in dogs and cats. The gap in practical utility of this information for most general or emergency room practitioners is that skilled mechanical ventilation requires management by a specialist at a referral facility. In cases presenting to a general emergency practitioner with respiratory signs severe enough to warrant consideration of positive pressure ventilation are unfortunately also not likely to be stable for transfer to such a facility for positive pressure ventilation. That said, don't give up on your congestive heart failure patients. If the option is available, in other words, a specialty referral hospital and financial availability to ventilate these patients, the overall prognosis is much better than previously reported in veterinary literature. 